2: Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Cast. Brought to you this week by MyBookie.ag. As always, I'm your host Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as @DynastyTrades. Joined by my two normal co-hosts today, and that is the FF Salamander himself, Dan Sanio. Say hello.
4: Hi guys, I'm I'm back. It's yep. me. He's back, and of course,
2: the dog do-eater himself, Nathan Powell. He's here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I didn't receive that much backlash. I got like two people yelling at me on Twitter about the dog poop. But other than that, it, it's been a clean I mix. mean,
4: hold on now. This is this is two Seattle running backs that have caused harm to folks in the last couple of weeks here. So we've got Nathan on the Mike Davis train having to eat dog poop. And we also have someone, I have no idea who it was, who said if Rashad Penny went over 100 yards, he would get a tattoo of Rashad Penny's face on his chest and his nipples would be the eyeballs. So we'll uh, we'll follow up with that in the coming weeks. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what that is, but that's absolutely empirical. Absolutely happened, and I could not stop laughing and thinking about Nathan <laughs> the entire time.
2: I mean, I'm assuming yeah. he didn't have like a "what if" he didn't carry for a hundred. He just ignorantly made an ignorant. Yeah, bet. no, exactly. Same
1: same he, thing he, as me. He, he went he full Nathan on it, <laughs> but I mean, I guess I, I guess I could do what he did. What he said. He said, "Okay, guys, I'm going to do a temporary tattoo over Rashad Penny's face." And so, uh, can someone give me some fake dog poop to eat? <laughs> well, I think
4: I think that's that's you get to eat it and then you can you know get rid of it else, yeah, you're, elsewhere. You're, are you saying he doesn't have to swallow? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jesus, it's a PG PG show. <laughs> uh, hey, there was nothing. Yeah, PG
2: thirteen. Yeah, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, okay, I well, birds. Uh, well. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, another week in the books here, gentlemen, and we are fast approaching uh, playoff times this year. So before we get into it, I want to remind the listeners that they can support the RotoVez Radio Network and our ten shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you gain exclusive access access to RotoVez Live, our weekly Sunday morning video show answering all of your fantasy questions. Patronship starts at just five dollars per month, and provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts you already get for just five bucks. So become a RotoViz radio patron today. Join an exclusive community and access premium content. And do your part to help this network grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programs.
4: Speaking of those exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 30% off a RotoViz NFL Pass right now, even for the remainder of the season. It's available through the NFL Podcast homepage that's rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. The season is here. It's been here. We're almost done with it, actually, but make sure that you're ready for the remainder of the season. Gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools so you get amazing value and support the podcast network. Once again, that's rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.
2: Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about week 10 and how it impacted dynasty values. Um, And we kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show, but I think, I think the Seattle backfield is finally just like we saw it before the season, and that is Rashad Penny and Mike Davis. I think that that is lock it in, good to go. <laughs> uh, but Penny finally did – seriously, though, but Penny, Penny did finally break out. Uh, of course, it was the week that I actually started Mike Davis in like three leagues, so that's cool. Uh, not that Mike Davis didn't hit pay gold once, but uh, he finally looks like he uh, maybe has a role here with Carson. Um, I guess I'll throw to Nathan first did the buy window for Penny if there was one just slam shut
1: not totally shut because there's still going to be the the haters and losers that have that'll say that uh, he Chris Carson was out and that's why Penny got the touches that's why Penny had his breakout game and then when Carson comes back to Penny will go back into that th- second third string running back role um, but it's most likely that people are saying that aren't the ones that have them. So yeah, I guess the buy low window did, did close there. Um, but he's, I think he's still certainly cheaper than the one hundred two, one hundred three that he was being drafted at. So, I mean, I think you can get him at like a mid first late first type value. So yes, it's slam shut in terms of like super cheap, but not, he's not back to what the price where he was preseason.
2: I mean, I think if we learned, I think that one hundred two, one hundred three valuation was, I mean, if we learned anything through the way the season has gone, seems like it was way too high given the we, we assumed he would have all the opportunity in the world, and that just hasn't panned out.
4: That's the draft capital thing, though. You know, when when a guy gets drafted like that and and a team moves up that high to get him, you expect them to use him. Yeah. And, you no, know, we've he's come he's- to realize throughout the years that Pete Carroll isn't exactly the brightest bulb. Uh, and I think, I think that's where the value still lies is people's – People, people aren't trusting Pete Carroll to stick with him. So I think that doubt is still in the back of a lot of owners' minds. And you might still be able to go and get him uh, for that lower price. Uh, it might have been hiked up just a little bit with the production. But I think, I think he's still in a buy window. Uh, I think one performance that, you know, he looks this good. Uh, I think that will, will slash, but we need to see the touches still. I think, I think it's a lot of people will still see it as a one game outlier. Uh, I've been on board with Penny. So uh, I think we can continue to buy until, until Pete Carroll shows us otherwise.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things though, where here's, here's the rushes yesterday. And that is Rashad, Penny, 12 rushes davis 11 it's a full-blown timeshare and that's with carson not in there so i mean it it is it's pete carroll we're dealing with here and that's that's what it's just going to be a mess just a mess straight up i do not see a scenario where we where they go full march on lynch and just give one of these guys the 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 rock i don't know 25 times a game i just don't think it's going to happen i think this is what we're destined to deal with for at least the next year
1: i think that might be a bit of a stretch i think that Come 2019, it should be Rashad Penny's role, locked and loaded. But it it, it will be a timeshare for the rest of this season, and you know, predicated on oh, the hot hand or who's injured, who's not. So, uh, see, uh, I see.
2: I'm it, not as convinced of that. I think that I think it's still going to be the same coaching staff, so it'll still be a timeshare. But I think we can we can visit that this offseason and have many 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 discussions about it.
1: <laughs> and if that's for perception, I'm going to buy a bunch of Penny series this off season. Yep.
2: <laughs> No, that's the, no. I'm sure it won't be the Twitter protection, but that is the correct take.
1: All right, let's move on to the next running back, and it's going to be Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Jones was certainly favored over Jamal Williams entering the season, but you know it was a bit ambiguous. So, who's the number one there? Especially after Jones got the suspension, and I've always kind of been on the take of take the cheaper Green Bay running back. You know, whichever one it was, and unfortunately, Williams was that guy for most of that time period. And he has he is, he is shown why he was so cheap, because he's not good. He's been very terrible. And so Jones has now gotten this opportunity. He's done a lot with this opportunity. And so I think that we're just going to see more of him in that workhorse role in Green Bay, with Williams just not capitalizing on what he was given.
2: Yeah, before I let Dan get in on some Williams takes here, yeah, I mean, Jones has been electric every time he gets the football. Now he's been he's he's been mistake prone, I guess is what I would say. It's like, he's, he's fumbling. He made, had a crucial fumble last weekend. He, I think he fumbled this in like the first carry of the game. Um, He was, he's been just like, he has not been a rock, but I think that's just a young running back learning. I, I think he's absolutely got to have as Nathan alludes to. And I think Twitter is now, I think I, I saw a uh, Ryan McDowell poll of Dalvin cook or Aaron Jones, and it was actually relatively close. So, uh, surprise, the word is out. The buy window for Aaron Jones is long gone at this point. Uh, people are going to start paying an arm and a leg for him, especially if he gets more bell cow work like this.
4: Yeah, and I think I think he's always been the more electric of the two backs. I think, I think the perception uh, previously was that <clears throat> Jamal Williams had the floor and Aaron Jones had the ceiling. Um, and obviously we've kind of moved beyond that now because Williams has been really bad. And I think coming into even last year, um the perception was about jamal williams maybe not being committed to the bit um and maybe having some off-field stuff because he did have a few things while he was at college whether it was injuries or off the field issues um and then that kind of became aaron jones mo you know of of late whether it was missing you know the first few games of this season or being injured last season whatever it happens to be um but he's only had 20 touches i think once or maybe twice in the last two seasons total. So we're still not really seeing full-on bell cow looks. Obviously, in this offense, bell cow touches for a running back are usually between 12 and 15. So if you want to call it that, that's fine. Um, I just, even with the Aaron Rodgers thing, there's not a super, super ton of upside with that limited amount of of usage. Um, Yes, when they're really, really efficient and putting on clinics like he did yesterday, yeah. Against a bad defense. Obviously, yes, you're gonna have big output. That's that's a massive game that he put out. But I just I don't see the consistency, and I don't think he's gonna remain as efficient. Now, is he the guy to buy here? Absolutely. Is Jamal Williams a get rid of, sell, fade, do whatever you want to do with? Absolutely. Um, I just we can't prop Aaron Jones up into that upper echelon of running backs just because it's this offense. He's not being used. As a bell cow, he's being used to spell the passing game. I mean, he had
2: 15 carries this game. I right, mean, but that's, that's not bell cow.
4: cow. That's, I mean, he, he had, he had one, get these days. what, 18 touches? That's that's not bell cow, though. That's, yeah, his, that's one mean, of the highest touch games of his career.
1: Right. <laughs> and he had the and he had the best game of his career, you know, fantasy stats wise. And so I, I think that thinking that, oh, we're just going to see the same volume we've seen from Aaron Jones throughout his career so far, I, I think it's a bit misleading because. He's now shown success. He's now shown that he can be an electric as a runner, and I think that will result in Green Bay using him more, even if it's you know, 17, 16 carries. I, it's still going to be an Aaron Rodgers offense, but I think that with the success of Jones on the ground, they're not going to say, oh, we have to put all of our, our chips on, on Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and, and I, I
2: agree completely with that. Uh, so let me ask you guys, with Jones, his value has very clearly inflated here what valuation or what valuation is he right now for the listeners and what are you willing are you selling buying and what's the valuation you're hoping to do so at
1: uh i'm hold holding not really buying or selling i if i were to sell i'd want an early to mid first if i were buying i i would want to do a late first
4: yeah just based on what i've seen on twitter his new valuation is way too high um if i'm buying it's a late first if i'm selling it's got to be top 3 um, just based on what I've seen.
2: Oh, and I think that's fair. I think top three, and if he does this one more week, it's going to be discussions of a top overall pick. So people are going to freak out. Um, but he could go full James Conner and just do this for the rest of the year, and then it'll be, uh, it'll just be bonkers bananas there. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and, uh, and, and pivot on. And I would like to point out, I'm going to start a new segment here, and it's called Jamon Moore Watch. Where is he? He's gone. <laughs> uh, this game, again, RIP all of those second and third round draft picks that I picked up Jamon Moore. Uh, okay, let's move on. Leonard Fournette looked real good. Dan, he looked real good. Um, I don't think he's been out there 10 games, as you've said, he, that's what you can expect from him. Um, but he did, he did look the part, uh, I did at one point look up and he had 20 carries for 40 yards and two TDs. So I was like, and I turned to my buddy watching football and I said, that's the most Leonard Fournette stat line of all time. Um, With Fournette kind of finally coming back, is this, and I think I'm going to answer it is, is this the time to sell Fournette if he's, if there's a buyer that's like buying in that he's the real deal?
4: Well, here's the thing. He he is the real deal. I've, I've, never disputed that he's not the real deal. He is absolutely at a high-end running back. He's a generational talent. Let's call him one of those. Um, the issue is he's not going to stay on the field ever. Uh, we've talked about this before. He's going to play 10 to 12, maybe 13 games. What do you play, 13 games as a rookie? Um, so I think he's just going to be stuck in that zone. You're never you're never going to get a full season of output. So I don't think we can ever place him in that top tier just based on his talent, his his injury history and his inability to stay on the field because of the way that he plays, similar to like a Gronkowski, you can't ever prop those guys up super, super high because you're not getting that consistent output.
2: So what are you – so so if you're a front owner, which I am one of in many places, I think I might be looking to get out once this most recent injury fades away. I don't think it's this week. Is it, is it this week for you that you would sell off of a 2-TD game?
4: if you can if he's getting back to that second round startup type valuation which i don't think he will yeah, like, right. just yet but if he does and you get those guys that have been banging the drums for him you know then absolutely ship him but if you can if he's still kind of holding in that third fourth range maybe even some leagues you might slide to like the fifth just because so maybe like everybody's down on him those are the leagues where you can hold or maybe even buy because at that point 10 or 12 games is worth it you can't put 10 or 12 games in the first and second round. It's just not reasonable. I mean,
2: yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I I really disagree with that general thesis of like, if you could guarantee me 10 or 12 games out of any running back in the NFL that I'm drafting, I'm pretty happy with it.
1: For me, I don't even really care about the durability issues. I, I care more about the fact that when he's been on the field, he's been a volume plotter. He's been the guy who's getting a, a ton of ton of carries, ton of targets, and he's doing – just less than what he should with those targets and carries. So, I mean, uh, less though, Nathan. I mean, he's had 24 carries yesterday for 53
2: yards. I mean, that's an especially brutal stat. Okay,
1: like. I, but I'm, I mean, <laughs> I was being generous by saying just less. He he was doing much less. I mean, okay. the, NFL, so, the, the NFL Twitter page said, oh, he's back on track. Yeah, back on track to being terrible. So I – have
2: I, I, passes for I, 50 yards. That's why his day was saved is why. I, it,
1: it, I, I've been a, a Leonard Fournette truther. I've been a fan of his, but – well, for what we've seen this 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 year, and honestly, throughout his career, like he's probably had like out of his career, he's probably had like five good games, and then the rest of them have just been poor. Where he's you know running up the middle for two yards. So yeah, I, I'm trying to sell my Fournette chairs now. Maybe not today because because there's a lot of people who ha- who are turning to my take because I'm I'm a Fournette fan that is soured. There's lots of Fournette fans that have soured on him because the vol he's getting the volume, but the volume hasn't looked good. So. And that's, um, that's
2: I, exactly my take too, is like people know that I'm in on Fournette, that, that it's like, let's hold another week. Hopefully he scores two more TDs and then parachute out. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then this does bring up a point of why in the heck did they trade for Carlos side? All right. That's, that's all I have there. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the goat who I traded to Nathan a week before he broke <laughs> out to be the goat. Hi, Nathan. Um, and that is Mitchell S. Trubisky. Uh, I don't know why he got the same middle initial as David S. Pumpkins, but uh, I don't know. It seems seems to fit. Uh, Mitch again exploded. Um, I think this is four weeks in a row, maybe even five weeks in a row. No, no.
1: He he had one bad one in the middle somewhere,
2: man. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to eat a bag of sadness because of that trade, Nathan, but cam's been good too. So that was who I traded for. So
1: yeah, Mitch Trubisky, uh, I think that, and I, and I know this is probably going to be Dan's take. He's approaching Blake Bortles' levels of not great in the NFL, great, <laughs> great, great in fantasy football, and I think he's doing just enough that he's going to be having that job for a while. So uh, it, it's maybe a risky investment long term, but I'm all, all aboard Trubisky for the next few years.
4: Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's about spot on. I guess um, you know the people will say, oh, but he he did this and he scores this many points. The longevity, I don't think, is going to be there. I think he'll survive a rookie contract maybe a year after, kind of like how Bortles has, but barely. Um, the issue with with Trubisky is he's, he's kind of relying on his weapons to save him. If you go back and watch what he did this week uh, against Detroit, he maybe had two, three good throws throughout the entire game. He had that one tight window throw to Allen Robinson. And then another kind of short uh, – I think it was like a skinny post that uh, he ended up scoring on. Everything else was either late or underthrown. And it all kind of stems back to his happy feet and his inability to pull the trigger. He really hesitates. You always kind of see him double pump and, and just kind of wait on things. And that's – I mean, you can probably teach him to get away from that. But, again, that's, that's something he should probably have by now, especially this being his second season – he should be able to get those timing routes down and he just can't. Everything's behind, everything's everything's underthrown. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna be a fine fantasy producer, honestly. I think I think if you work in three year windows or so, I think he'll be probably a low end quarterback one um in that time frame, just because of his ability to run the ball. Uh and he's got some decent weapons around him and Matt Nagy should keep them kind of uh, Productive, I guess. But, yeah, you're going to have some real stinkers in there because he's not very good.
2: I mean, but this is kind of the – I don't know, man. I mean, he's a mid-tier quarterback for me. He's like an Andy Dalton. He's hes subpar, but he's going to put up big games. And that's where, like, that has a lot of value, especially in Superflex leagues, which, which now is not the time to buy troop. It is not – if I sold to Nathan now, I would have gotten Cam Newton straight up, but unfortunately did not do that right now. Uh, but no he, he's a guy that that is at least intriguing in that sense of of i think he's i think he's a player he's a, he's maybe the definition of a streaming quarterback is maybe the best way to put it in a single in a single qb league he's like a, a qb with upside in the right matchup and then in and then you can bench him on terrible matchups because you know he's not going to you know rise to that occasion um, and then real quick let's talk about Allen Robinson cuz uh, he kind of broke back out um, and I, I don't know that he got any real love on Twitter because of it. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Robinson? I feel like the value is still relatively deflated from where he was at.
1: Hey, Eric, uh, I wonder if there's a game in the next segment we're going to talk about Alan Robinson. I wonder if that's going to happen. Who knows? Uh, my take, my take on Trubisky and Superflex leagues is that uh, I'm a guy who chases after. I'm a guy who chases after, uh, you know, years. Um, I look at young quarterbacks. Okay, I want all all the years of starting quarterback with, with uh, superflex, and I'm absolutely fine with selling Mitchell Trubisky to someone who has the concept of him being a long-term six, seven-year franchise quarterback.
4: Yep, that's I, I I'm right on board with that. Like I said, if you work in short windows and you're thinking your team's got three years, Mitch will probably be fine. He'd be would be a really nice QB two to have but, for But a that's not, that's team. not who's buying
1: him though. The person who's buying him is the person who sees the long the long window really.
4: No, 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 I understand that, but you can still yeah. find those buyers that are, are looking for really anything and if he's coming out at even a remote discount, uh, in super flex leagues or two Q B leagues, whatever they happen to be, and you can get someone with that youth on their side, whether they believe in the in the talent or not there's always more potential for games played than there, than there is for, you know, someone that's 10 years older.
2: Yep. Exactly right. Oh, and Nathan, now I see the next segment. I'm going to go ahead and drink up here. I haven't been eviscerated like that in some time. (laughs) My Lord. Okay. Well, um, Let's go ahead and pivot to our sponsor, mybookie.ag. Um, I'm sure you guys watch football this weekend, and it's it's very, very entertaining, but it's always more inter- entertaining to have action on the game. And our guys at mybookie.ag are just your method for doing that. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at mybookie a g if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little to win a lot there's parlays you can do um pick three teams to win if you hit all three you could turn 100 bucks into 600 bucks there's so much to bet on college basketball football nba nhl uh I mean, I, even esports. I saw some Trump bets. You name it, you can do all of those things. Uh, My bookie is one is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. My bookie has been in the business for years, and they have great online reviews. And their mobile site is very, very easy to use. I can attest to that. So sign up this week, and MyBookie.ag will give you fifty percent deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Um, and make sure you follow at my bookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention they give away more than $10,000 in free money. That's oh, nuts via Twitter. That's how I should grow my base, guys. That's how it should happen on Dynasty Trades. Um, and, and they give it away to their followers um, throughout the football season. So, um, and you'll be the first to know uh, about new props and uh, and bets that are out. Uh, so don't miss Uh, One of the best weeks of the year to bet on sports. Log on to mybookie.ag right now and use promo code RotoViz to get 50% deposit bonus. That's uh, promo code RotoViz. You play, you win, you get paid.
3: The Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season: forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Tees from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season: forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Teas from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at GapPackG.com. All
2: right, with that, this is the Dynasty Courtroom. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want
5: the truth! You can't handle the truth!
0: You're out of order! The whole trial is out of order!
4: Now entering the courtroom is the Honorable... Judge Nathan Powell.
1: Hello, hello, fine, gentlemen. Today we have a very controversial case of the Dynasty Trade Cast, Dynasty Trade Cast courtroom today. Uh, it's going to turn into country real quick on know why. but um, <laughs> we hope. got Nick Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb and a second round pick, represented by Eric Burkslash, facing off against Joe Mixon and Chris Godwin, represented by Dan Seno. Eric, start us off. Why are Mr. Chubb and Mr. Second, the the dominant in this case?
2: Yeah, I, I, I just really have a question about why the uh, the <laughs> attorney <laughs> general <Jeff laughs> showed up in the courtroom here. That is something else. New job. Who this? Uh, All right. Let's let's go ahead. And I'm, I'm just going to ditch the accent here uh, because this is uh, this is a case of my client, Nick Chubb, and a second round pick. Be in the better case against Joe Mixon and Chris Godwin. I mean, reason being is Nick Chubb is explosive. He is destined to be a first-round startup running back by the end of this year, maybe early next year. I don't know. It's going to happen at some point. kid keeps breaking off runs, and they got rid of their terrible coach. He's going to my team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Going to really love that. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome back, Q. It's going to be sweet but they've got rid of the they've got rid of the zero um and now you're starting to see that offense bloom um and Chubb is very integral piece of that so Chubb and Mixon uh for me I think I prefer Chubb slightly uh and then as far as the second goes Godwin's worth a little bit more than a second but I think it's a I think it's a slight favor to the Chubb second side of things here
4: well I'm glad you feel that way Mr. Persloff. uh I I don't think we're on the same page here as far as valuations go but we can get there. Yeah, you, know, you talk about Chubb potentially getting to uh, a little bit higher of a valuation or a startup spot. Well, guess who's already there? Yeah, that's right. That'd be Joe Mixon. The folks love Mr. Mixon uh, for football reasons. and oh he, <laughs> He's already there. He's, he's producing with a mediocre at best team With uh, you know, alongside him, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. AJ greens now hurt. So they're probably going to lean on him a little bit more. So a little bit more short term upside. Uh, and Chris Godwin is, uh, you know, he's worth a lot more than just a second. Uh, this, this man's got 50, 50 some odd targets on the season. He's, he had, he had the same number of targets last year and he played all 16 last year. This man's on the, on the up and up, he's going to have somewhere around 60 catches and 900 yards. So, I think, I think we're about to see uh, Godwin explode. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody likes Chubb. I mean, I'm half Chubb right now. So uh, I think this is a pretty clear case of Mixon and Godwin over Chubb in a second.
1: Yeah, for this case, it, it's very important to know that Nick Chubb needs to get some receiving upside in order to get into that first first round, second round, startup pick type tier. The reason why Joe Mixon's already there is because he's shown a proficiency in, in the receiving game, and Chris Godwin is much more valuable than a second-round rookie pick. So that's why you got to go Mixon here. Mixon is the upside of, of Chubb at this point. Uh, so, yeah, we'll side with the side of Mixon and, the, and Godwin.
2: Well, let me just say, Nathan, now that you've said that, I completely agree with you. This was great. <laughs> that's a bad trade. That's exactly the right take. That the Chubb sex appeal right now is next level. Mixon's already there, and a second Godwin is not really that close. So kudos to you. Who, who made this trade? Shame on you. <laughs> All right. Next into the courtroom is a reptile... I'm trying to think of something to rhyme with reptile. Wait, amphibian? It is. The FF salamander. I
4: appreciate the the entrance. None of that rhymed as it should have. I tried. Amphibian and
2: reptile both very difficult to rhyme with, by the way.
4: (laughs) Bailiff, can you manage that man, please? All right, folks. Everyone calm down just a little bit. Today we have the side of Amari Cooper and Mike Williams represented by Nathan Powell going up against Keenan Allen represented by our good friend, Eric Burtzloff. Nathan, uh, let's hear your plea.
1: I plea, I plead to you people. Why do you people hate upside? Why do people just make trades and just throw upside out the window and not even care about it? Trading Mike Williams and Amari Cooper for Keenan Allen's like saying upside. I don't want it. I don't want the upside. Uh, Amari Cooper is a better talent than Keenan Allen. Yes, Keenan Allen is, is producing more of it at this point because he's got the targets and he's been with Phillip Rivers forever. And Amari Cooper met Dak Prescott two weeks ago, but there are so many ways for Keenan, the Keenan Allen side to lose this trade. All it takes is Mike, Mike Williams being like a wide receiver three and Amari Cooper being a wide receiver two. I, I, I think that you're just not – the person who is acquiring Keenan Allen here, yes, they might be getting the quote-unquote safe side, but they are giving away any possible upside in this deal.
2: So you're done with upside? (laughs) Perfect. I mean, I I actually thank you, Nathan, for giving me this side of the trade. That's really helpful after the last side of the trade because this is going to be easy. Um, All right, so so the the upside of Amari Cooper is a wide receiver two and Mike Williams is a wide receiver three, and then you win the trade. Is that what you said? No, that was like
1: their floors, basically.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, well, uh, I mean, those are pretty generous floors considering where they've been in the last year. So uh, Keenan Allen is basically a solidified top of the second round dynasty startup pick. And I do not see that changing in a prolific offense with Philip Rivers. Uh, I don't know why I hesitated to think about the quarterback for the Chargers, but uh, I also forgot where they're from, which is not San Diego anymore. It's I'm making arguments that don't – I don't even need to make arguments. So Amari Cooper right now is struggling. Granted, he's probably a great – No, player. he's not. He's
1: had a touchdown in his first two games with the Cowboys.
2: Okay, he's also all had three right, right, catches for 30 yards on a TD. That's, if that's not – that's – that's, in, that's saying Mike a, Williams. Saying,
1: saying a player is struggling in his first two games and scoring touchdowns just isn't correct.
2: Those are Mike William numbers that he's putting up right now um, and TD. So no, I mean, this, this for me is give me the volume, give me the upside, which in my eyes is Keenan Allen. Granted Cooper could go back to being a second round startup player could happen, but Keenan Allen could be a top six overall rookie or uh, not rookie startup draft pick here in the future at some point um if the volume continues in the offense that he's in so uh, for me this is keenan and i think if you put this on twitter it'd be keenan all day but i i don't know maybe maybe i'm a crazy person dan why don't you go ahead and play twitter here
4: well before i make my decision you brought up the chargers quarterback and dan fouts isn't the quarterback for the chargers anymore (laughs) what year is this i'm sorry i thought it was 1986 um Okay. Uh you know, I can understand both sides here. Uh aside from the whole Mike Williams bit. It, you just take him and throw him right out in the garbage. <laughs> uh I do like Amari Cooper. Always been a fan of Amari Cooper. I think I think the upside is absolutely there and it's been there and now it's it's definitely uh, resurged into that Dallas offense. I think we see him do a lot star. more. He had a poor than... start
1: in Dallas, Dan. Poor start after two touchdowns. Poor start. <laughs>
4: Come, I, I, I see no, we do I him
1: on the oh,
4: right now. It's is it's
2: not great, Nathan.
4: We see him do a lot more than he ever did in Oakland. However, ever did? However, Keenan Allen is clearly the better choice here, and I will have to side with Mister Burtzlov. Yep. Yep,
2: yep, yep, easy game. Also, I mean, Amari Cooper did have, like, a couple good years there in Oakland, so I don't know.
4: Honestly, ever. the deciding factor was having to use a roster spot on Mike Williams. <laughs>
2: also, he didn't score a touchdown this week. What are you talking – he scored <laughs> four touchdown. <laughs> I, I was just – that was true. Yeah. <laughs> he had three catches for 30 in week one, or week one with the Cowboys, and now he's got six receptions for 75. So, I mean, it's
1: not – That's bad. basically a touchdown right there. Six, six catches, touchdown, done.
2: <laughs> oh my lord well wow. i've got some trades for you if you think that's
4: a touchdown
1: it is six points is one touchdown
4: <laughs> jesus all right let's move on
1: now entering the courtroom eric burts laugh i'm not
4: honorable.
2: that's fine
1: that's not- <laughs> no not after your disrespect for amari cooper
2: I'm not disrespect- you're disrespecting you're disrespecting and I want to stand for it in this courtroom now that I am the judge. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce our sides. I've got uh, the Dan Sanio on one side. The FF Salamander just slithering around. Sup? He's got carry on and a first uh, for Nathan's side. And that is a Rob and Larry Fitz. Uh, I will kick to Dan first.
4: Well, I appreciate that, Your Honor, and uh, I believe you're honorable. So, uh, thank you for being here.
2: Hey, Fonz, Fon's Guns, what's up?
4: So let's let's uh, let's start with uh, with Mister Powell's side here. We've got uh, we've got one person who escaped an old folks' home and happened to return for a couple of games where he randomly catches four four balls for forty yards and doesn't score.
2: No blasphemy of Allen Robinson's age in this courtroom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Your Honor. I was talking about
4: Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> uh, and we have Allen Robinson, who decided to show up for the first time since joining Chicago, which uh, has been really, really fun. And they've got that super elite young quarterback going on there, so I think we have a lot to look forward to. I'm not sure if you can sense my sarcasm, Your Honor. That that was that was all a lie. I I, I know I took an oath to not lie, but it's it's going to be ugly in Chicago. You're a
2: lawyer. You took no such oath. <laughs>
4: And let's talk about uh, Mr. Carrion Johnson and that first-round rookie pick. Carrion Johnson is the return of running to Detroit. He's, he's the best thing they've had since Barry Sanders, and it's not <laughs> quite that close. I'm not saying he's Barry Sanders. I'm just saying he's the best thing they've had since Barry Sanders. And, I mean, he's been capable in pretty much every part of the game, whether it be pass-blocking, pass-catching, running the ball. Uh, he's he's been there. Yeah, he's had a couple of bad games mixed in, but every rookie's going to have that. However, he's 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 here and he's here to stay. He's he's putting up some nice numbers. He's got their first hundred yard rusher since like 1874 or whenever the league started. I think that's correct.
2: I do not believe that is correct. Continue, lawyer.
4: And the one tough spot is uh, Theo Riddick. You know, he's he takes away a little bit of that passing game work. However. Carry on does have two games this year with six catches, uh, so I mean you've, you've got the upsides pretty clearly there, and that first round pick's worth just about anything more that's on on Mister Powell's side. So uh, I think this is a pretty pretty easy victory here, Your Honor, and and I'll I'll let Mister Powell speak now.
1: You, you you smell that? It's the smell of a fraud. on Johnson, he stinks. If you're losing to t- touches to LeGarrette Blunt, you shouldn't even be in the NFL. I don't care if you're a rookie and they wanna trust the veteran. No. Garrett hey, Blunt shouldn't,
2: shouldn't,
1: to to shouldn't be getting on getting on the field in front of you if you're any good. Uh so on, Johnson, he is not going to be any sort of great RB in this league. He'll be a low end RB one, high end R B three. And that does not, that does not. Equal a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, which is where I see Allen Robinson. Once you know, sometimes it takes a little while. You get to a new team. You're not. Not everyone's like Amari Cooper. who scores two touchdowns in the first two weeks. Sometimes when you get to a new t- new team, you. It takes time to develop a chemistry with the quarterback. So Allen Robinson, he's finally with it. Him and Trubisky, are like, all right, we're gonna score a bunch of points. So Robinson's about to explode. And Larry Fitzgerald, like, if you're trying to win now, which I mean, obviously I am. I'm winning in every league. If I'm trying to win now. Larry Fitzgerald's gonna give me a wide receiver three for the stretch run. And so Fitzgerald is just the icing on top. I would, I would do Robinson over carry on in the first without Fitzgerald, but I'll take Fitzgerald and take those points and win that championship like every league I do.
4: Your Honor, before you, before you make your decision here, I, I would just like to say that there was a clear lie under oath told by Mr. Powell there talking about all of his teams and winning. Uh, also, uh, just a really quick rebuttal, uh, Mr. Powell uh, we're talking about Aaron, uh Alan Robinson who I guess if Chicago gets back to you know losing games by thirty, he might have a chance at putting up some garbage time points. There you go, Your Honor. You might you may make your decision now. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, this is like the dynasty double take happening right in front of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, okay, well, that's a bunch of crap spewed on both sides. That's perfect. Um, carry on. I do not believe it's overrated. The kid looks real dealish. Um, and Alan Robinson does look like a man possessed. And I tend to side with Nathan that he's starting to catch his stride as troops is starting to catch his stride. So uh, Fitz is a real non – I don't know. He doesn't move the needle for me at all really in this trade. So the, the real question is carry on for A-Rob. Um, in looking at Dynasty ADP provided by uh, provided by our good friend Ryan McDowell, uh, I see that that Allen Robinson and Kerryon Johnson are about nine spots apart from each other um, at 34 and 43. That's enough for me uh to side with the carry-on on a first and and i think alan robinson is as i alluded to earlier on the show before i got eviscerated by counsel nathan here uh i do think alan robinson is a nice buy i think that twitter is not yet caught up on him he's had one good game actually he had a decent game two two games ago he had six targets and a td as well uh, i do think he's a nice buy but i'm going to have to side with carry-on on a first just for the sole fact that i can move carry-on um and that first for more than a robin fits
4: Thank you, Your Honor. That's that's 2-0 and for me this evening, uh, plus an, a very good decision on my part.
1: Alrighty, that'll do it. <laughs>
2: okay, bye. Terrific. Well, then, on that note, um, if you enjoy the show, make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, we always appreciate that. If you like Dan on the show, please put him on Twitter and say, Dan, please start showing up to shows. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, to that. <laughs> also, make sure you check out Nathan's uh, Nathan Powell Walks the Dog. Uh, that's every morning. Uh, he, I saw you put it on Twitter, Nathan.
1: That was exciting for me. Yeah, uh, I I filmed it on Snapchat first and tried to upload it to Twitter, which gave me a migraine. So I think, I think if you guys are really nice, the Twitter sphere, if you're really nice to me, I might film it for Twitter first and then upload it to Snapchat, see if that's a thing.
2: Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, it's the most hyperbolic, ridiculous segment of all time. That Nathan like hops into this personality for some reason, and it's it's truly entertaining. Um, So make sure you look for that. Also, Nathan, it came in completely out of order on my phone this week uh, in Snapchat, and I like literally had to stop watching it.
1: I gotta love
2: Wi-Fi. Yep. No, you got to love Snapchat, which is screwy as F these days. Okay. Uh, d- make sure you check out Dan's uh, recurring segment on Twitter where he breaks down Dynasty Trade values of all players um, across the league after the games. Uh, five-star ratings and reviews again for this show. We always appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'm at Dynasty Trade, so, you know, you can just check that out. I think that's it. Anybody else got anything? Kadooosh. All right. We're out of here. Kadooosh.
3: The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season, 40 to 75% off everything, plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99, logo styles from $16.99, and jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com.
5: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.